Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast, 002. And today we're here to talk about um, manipulation. So, as I was going back to the pro-choice side, this is, I'm on a website, Human Defense. This I'm going to use as an example. Pro-choice is really pro-abortion. So, abortion supporters claim they always care about women's choices. They claim to be pro-choice, but are they really? But their slogans and rhetoric, rhetoric, one would assume the pro-choice advocates for women women, uh, knowing all choices are available to them in order to make an informed and educational decision on how to move forward with an unplanned pregnancy. There will be a logical consumption based on the name and talking points, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. Case in one point, on one night of July 11, 2019, pro-abortion advocates in Charlotte, North Carolina, vandalized a mobile pregnancy center belonging to a pro-life organization and the Human Coalition. The Human Coalition is an organization which helps women in crisis pregnancies in touch with free life-affirming pregnancy centers and support. They provide free ultrasounds, pregnancy, and pregnancy tests. Then go over pros and cons of all the available options to them for their pregnancy. They have what they call a mobile women's care clinic, which is set up in shopping neighborhoods with high abortion rates and neighborhoods near abortion clinics. These mobile centers are equipped with sonograms, machines, nurses, pregnancy tests, and consolation rooms. Again, all the services free to women. At Planned Parenthood abortion facility recently opened in Charlotte, and the Human Coalition decided to park their mobile unit outside in the, that new facility. Human Coalition President Brian Fisher stated, we want to rescue all children they seek to kill because they were parked outside a multi-million dollar abortion giant. Giant, the supporters of the facility saw as a spread threat and decided to spray pro-life to women on the side of the coalition's van. And they showed a picture and it's freaking horrible. And an email to the Human Coalition supporters official Fisher went on to say it isn't the first pushback they've had since the experience from the pro-choice advocates. The abortion industry and all of its activists regularly attack the human coalition. So let's talk about manipulation. What is manipulation? So let's look at the definition of manipulation first and see what it is. And we're going to do brainwashing. We're going to compare the two. Sorry. Want to take song? So manipulation: the act of manipulating someone in a skillful manner. Okay. So let's talk about manipulation. How does manipulation work? Let's look at the media. So media manipulation is a series of related techniques in which partisans create an image or argument that favors their particular interests. Such tactics may include the logic fallacy, logical fallacies, psychological manipulations, outright deception, rhetorical and propaganda techniques. Often and often involve the suppression of information or viewpoints, point of views by crowded, by crowding them out, by including others, groups to stop them from listening to certain arguments, or by simply diverting the attention elsewhere. Propaganda, the formation of men's attitudes. So 
this is true manipulation. And here's how Planned Parenthood is very good. How is planned... at manipulating women. And then we're going to get back to the um, the manipulation. Okay, this is on live action. So Planned Parenthood emotionally manipulates women, say, says former manager. Planned Parenthood um, promotes itself as a healthcare provider but in reality, it performs less than 1% of the PAP smears and less than 2% of all breast exams in an entire nation. Planned Parenthood's real focus is abortion. That one service alone makes Planned Parenthood more money than any other of its providers. When pregnant women come into Planned Parenthood, they often are subjected to aggressive sales pitches, encouraging them to choose abortion. A first trimester abortion explained by Dr. Anthony Libertino, a, he was a former abortionist. Former Planned Parenthood workers such as Abby Johnson, Cl Catherine Dare, uh, Lavernine Tolbert, and Lavana Willikin all spoken about the dishonesty and bias counseling they experienced to provide a plan, provide at Planned Parenthood. Live Action recently featured a story from a former Planned Parenthood worker, Ryan. That's actually spelled R H Y A N who explained how phone calls from women seeking abortion are given priority above all other calls. Says She says women who are pressured to make appointments before they got off the phone. And then there were not. A pro-life ministry that reaches out to abortion workers and helps them to leave the industry, providing health, healing retreats and offers support to former abortion workers who want to tell their stories. Former Planned Parenthood manager, Anna Litlin Kester recently told her story on a webcast sponsored by the ministry. And another part of this, this um, page, women at Planned Parenthood would often expect it to have an abortion. Lancaster's time at Planned Parenthood did not go smoothly. Even though she worked in a facility that sold abortions, she did not want women to abort or regret having an abortion, their abortions later. If a woman seemed to be unsure or adamant about having an abortion, Anna Litt sent them home. When women were troubled, um, had trouble consenting to an abortion, Lancaster often told her to take more time to think it over. Lancaster was definitely not pro-life, but she felt some women should not be pressured into abortion. So instead of aggressively, push, aggressively pushing abortion on certain women, she encouraged them to take more time and think it over, even meant giving them a refund. But a plan, but that is not a plan for parent, Planned Parenthood's way of doing things. Giving women more time to think means she needs to decide against abortion which would eat into profits. Lancaster quickly got in trouble to Planned Parenthood's administration, who made it clear they were not happy the way she was doing her job. I was told, why did you only do 25... This is her This is her saying this to uh, Lisa Rose, which I do follow on Facebook. She's a very um, nice woman. She has a seven-month-year-old child herself. And she, this is what Lancaster said. I was told, why did you only do 25 procedures a day? Why did, they all send, why did you send this many women home? Because I was the type of center manager that was told women, if women wasn't sure she wasn't getting the procedure done under today under my watch, I was quickly to give people a refund or send them home and tell, tell them, you know, to continue to think about it. When I sent a woman home because they were unsure, or I could see their faces and their answers, their responses to the counseling questions, they were just not certain about their decision. What was I to expect? To, what was I expected to do? Was I expected to just go out? 
and find women just to have abortion or else was I just expected to go ahead and let these women go through with abortion procedure. I believe that they really wanted me to, of course, not go into the streets and find women, but the women were already in the clinic expected to have the procedures. Annalette came with this disillusion with Planned Parenthood, but stayed in her job. Eventually, pro-life activists put postcards on the web address, and then there were none on her car. First, Annette was irritated, but then later her boss said, boss at the facility over ordered her to throw out the flyers immediately and not to look at them. However, her boss insists that she insists that she not look at the flyers that made her curious. She wanted to know why it was forbidden to see. She ended up keeping a flyer and eventually visited the Arizona website with a group of help. She ended up leaving the abortion facility. So, so technically, it's all just a manipulation and it's all just a scandal. And how manipulation works in these clinics is just unbelievable. You're choosing, and here's how, and how does manipulation work in the media? So, obviously, it's very prominent in the media. It's really out there. How does manipulation work on vulnerable people? It's the same thing as narcissism. So manipulation vulnerable people, not women, sorry. So let's look at emotional manipulation. So there's a lot of forms of manipulation. Now let's look at emotional manipulation because that's very common in a lot of relationships and a lot of um, certain places, including Planned Parenthood and the media. So emotional manipulation, I'm on WebMD, signs of emotional manipulation. Emotional manipulation occurs when a manipulative person seeks power over someone else and employs dishonest or exploit strategies to gain it. Unlike people in healthy relationships which demonstrate um, reciprocity and cooperation, an emotional manipulator looks to use control and even victimize someone else. Almost every everyone can have a little bit uh, manipulative from time to time. Sometimes a person is having a bad day. Sometimes they fall into bad habits or and poor communication. In these cases, calling someone out on their bad behavior may be enough to stop it. However, some people are habitually and pathologically manipulative and must be handled with care. A person who habitually engages in emotional manipulation is said to be a Machiavellian. These terms come from Niccolo Machiavelli, the author of the 16th century, The Prince, which advocates for political leaders to use um, manipulative tactics, signs of emotional manipulation, passive aggression. And this is very common in Planned Parenthood. When I, when I read that live action website, they're very good at insulting women and making women feel guilty when they choose not to have an abortion. So it's obviously all this is passive aggressive um, energy. 
passive aggressive behavior. And it's very common in Planned Parenthood and all these 808 abortion clinics in America. In passive aggression, the manipulator does not voice negative feelings towards toward or problems with the person. Instead, they find an indirect ways to express their in- anger and undermine the other person. Emotional manipulators would often agree to project or action. They start to look for passive aggressive ways to let another person know they really don't want to do, be doing it. Specific passive aggressive um, techniques employed to be emotional manipulators include sullenness or criticism, cynicism, intentionally mistakes or procrastination, complaints about being underappreciated or somehow cheated out of something, resentment and covert, covert oppression, social and emotional bullying. So that's another thing that's in Planned Parenthood. So bullies don't always want to use physical violence. Constant criticism, raised voice, and threats form of emotional bullying. Social bullying can take out a form of rumor spreading or deliberate exclusion. Bullying can also take forms of intellectual and bureaucratic bullying. In intellectual bullying, someone tries to claim the role of subject of matter expert, making another person feel inadequate and depend on them for information. Bureaucratic bullying is used with red tape, laws, procedures, or paperwork to either overwhelm someone to subvert their goals. Now let's look at brainwashing. How long does it take to brainwash someone? Not someone, a person. So brainwashing can take up... Okay, I'm not going to look at this website. Okay. Art of brainwashing. Let's look at psychology today. So here it is. So before social media, advertisements were used on our TV, on billboards, and on newspapers. It would often, often would appeal to you if you were a part of their target audience. Otherwise, they would just be ignored or and forgotten. For instance, you wouldn't be able to pay too much attention to the following Polly Pocket commercial unless you were a 10-year-old girl or someone who was needing to get a gift for a 10-year-old girl. It was in 1994, and gender roles were acceptable in a fair game. However, we have been blessed with the social media, and it personalized advertising tailored just for us. See terms and conditions Facebook below. They're committed to showing us relative and relative oh my goodness relevant advertising based on the information we provide sometimes inadvertently our likes comments status updates are all used to design a perfect strategy of persuasion but does it really work okay brainwashing is a political interest mk ultra was a cia series experiments that were run on a subject at times we're unaware they were in fact guinea pigs. Unlike Ken Casey, the author of One Few Over a Cuckoo, Cuckoo's Nest, or Robert Hunter, lyricist of A Grateful Dead, volunteered for this human experiment, fueled. So, this is just an example. This is not like, you know, 100%. So, fueled by the CIA's desire to key brainwashing, even psychological torture, to be used in U- on, against U.S. enemies. The MK Ultra Project was active between 1950. 53 and 1973. In words of CAA directors at the time, Richard Helms, I'm going to look at something.
Okay. So back to this. So where was I? Richard Holmes, the MK Ultra, aimed at setting a drug that would aid discrediting individuals, selecting information, and implanting suggestions in another form of mental control. MK Ultra focused on the use of LSD, uh, lysergic acid, diamphid, uh, dithymide as a mind controller. But before other substances as MDMA or SSC were also used to project studies. Other trials aim to identifying personalities that would be easier to manipulate and prone to succumb to induce drug-induced mind control. Okay. So, apparently, that was just an example. And that is very common among generations. And um, Yuri... Uh, Yuri... Besmadov. Yuri Besmadov is a Soviet journalist, or I for um, RIA Novosti and a former PGU KGB informant who, detect, who defected to Canada. So he was talking about manipulation in the um, Soviet Union and brainwashing. So he was talking about how brainwashing takes 20 years. It takes 20 years to brainwash an entire generation. And to move forward to that, what did brain, let me on brain washing and demoralization and also demoralization? So, here, oh, damn, I was just on it. Fudge, okay. So, here it is. So, Besmadov described the process of great brainwashing, which has four basic strategies. The first strategy is called demoralization, which is an also another tactic used in our media today. We are trained from a very young age to accept certain social norms that are considered unethical from abortion to transgenderism to homosexuality to satanism and he called and the first stage of demoralization which takes 15 to 20 years to achieve and it requires a minimum number of years it takes to re-educate an entire one generation of students that is normally exposed to an ideology of its country. So therefore, we're used to, this is why tolerance is um, at an all-time low in the United States in 2021 today. And that's because the media, as well as the Trump administration, has been manipulating people into this certain mindset. And we took an entire generation of children and flipped them on each other. So let's talk about the four stages of the uh, brainwashing. Dang it. Okay. So I'm going to read this entire page. So he said, as I mentioned before, exposure to true information doesn't matter anymore. A person who was demoralized and unable to access true information, the facts tell him nothing. Even if you shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if it takes him by force to the Soviet Union to show him the concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he receives a kick in the flat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That strategy is a situation of demoralization. It is not hard to see a state of many modern Americans we have in society of a polarized tribes with people who flat out reject facts in favor of narratives and opinions. 
Once demoralization is complete, the second stage of ideological brainwashing is destabilization. During two to five year period asserted by Besmanov, which matters as targeting of essential structural elements of a nation, economy, foreign relationships, and defense systems, basically the subvert Russian would look to destabilize every one of those areas in the United States, considerably weakening it. The third stage would be crisis. It would be up to one to six weeks to send an entire country into crisis, explained Vesmanov. The crisis would bring out a violent change of power structure and economic economy, and it would be followed by the last stage of normalization. That's when our country is basically taken over, living in under a new ideology and reality. And this is what we're seeing in America, including Planned Parenthood being funded by trillions. Um, stimulus check to plan parenthood. So this is what Planned Parenthood did. Planned Parenthood illegally took 83 million in COVID stimulators from senators. So this is what he's talking about. Economically, people are taking these stimulus checks and abusing them for their own advantage because how many, let's look at how much it costs because and this and another thing, Planned Parenthood says they are not funded enough. But J- Joe Biden, our president, just funded an eighty-three trillion, two trillion. In fact, Joe Biden funding funding Planned Parenthood. Joe Biden has been funding Planned Parenthood for months. Joe Biden would force Americans to give sixty more million more to Planned Parenthood. And this is called the X title fund, title X funding. This is crazy. This is crazy. And this is demoralization and freaking inflation. And this is how Planned Parenthood manipulates women. And this is why we have so many pro choice people, not ex- like he said, demoralization, not accepting the facts. Planned Parenthood is one of the most funded industries in America. If you haven't noticed, as I said in my first podcast, 808 Planned Parenthood clinics are in America today. They are the most, one of the most funded clinics in America. Not even joking. There is more funding going into Planned Parenthood than there is in adoption agencies. And the demoralization of people allow that to happen. And also... Leading back to Machiavelli, political leaders are able to manipulate an entire culture of people into believing Planned Parenthood isn't funded enough, therefore sending most of their tax money into Planned Parenthood fundings. Crisis and stuff like that. And in other words, and let's read the rest of this, and another somewhat terrifying to exert, here's what Besmos had to say about what's really happening in the United States. It may think it's living in peace, but it's actively in war with Russia for some time. Most American politicians, media, and educational systems train another generation of people who think they're living in a peacetime, said former KGB Psy. False. The United States in a state of war. Undeclared total war against the basic principles of the foundations of the system. Whether you think it's true um, depend on your politics. But the reality of Russian active uh, measures have been outlined in recent um, indictments by a special counselor, Robert Mueller, giving Besmos words a new urgency. So you can go watch this on YouTube. It's insane. 
it's insane that we're talking about demoralization of people. And as well, when young girls are manipulated into an abortion, this is dehumanization and this is a crisis thing. As we're trying to bring those in the U.S. who have been injured by abortion in so many ways, I often forget the International Planned Parenthood Federation is busy manipulating the seizing young girls in the United States. This is what he's been talking about. Bezmanov has been talking about manipulation. And he's also been mentioning demoralization and um, the second stage of psychological warfare, perception. And here's what we're talking about. Here's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yes. Okay. 